Welcome to Subscribing to Wellness, the show where Rachel Newman and myself, Daniel Fairman, sit down with leading founders, executives, and investors committed to building a healthier future for consumers. Today on Subscribing to Wellness, we are joined by Christopher Gavigan, founder and CEO of Prima, a leading purpose-driven holistic wellness company elevating hemp-based CBD and functionally innovative botanicals within their award-winning products. Christopher's commitment to better health has spanned his entire career, most notably in his roles as CEO and Executive Director of Healthy Child, Healthy World, and co-founder, along with Jessica Alba, of The Honest Company. He also sits on the board of directors of Mount Sinai Hospital's Children's Environmental Health Center and is the New York Times bestselling author of Healthy Child, Healthy World. We are so excited to be chatting with Christopher today. Christopher, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Daniel. Good seeing you guys. We're super excited to be chatting with you. You are an all-star on all sorts of fronts, and we feel really lucky to be chatting with you today. Could you share with our listeners who you are and and where you come to us from? (laughs) (laughs) Who who am I? Yeah. Where are you in the, the... Overall universe. I just happen to be a really inpatient believer in better. And throughout my, the course of my career, and just as a human, I've just had this like incessant need to serve and give and do something for other people because I always find that I feel better when I do that. And so it's purely selfish reasons, but it, it also has these altruistic and like earth and human first reasons as well. But yeah, I'm here in. Um, in New York and the countryside of Hudson Valley. I am a dad of four, most importantly. And, you know, and, and today is Earth Day, April 22nd. So I feel like it's a good day for us to be talking and kind of pulling this stuff apart and understanding the why and the responsibility and the accountability that we all equally have and share and have a duty to uphold. I love that. Thank you for setting the scene. Yeah, today is Earth Day, which is really exciting. So you started not only The Honest Company, but now you have also started Prima. Could you tell us a little bit about, you know, give our listeners a little bit about what what and why you started The Honest Co. and then your transition? Yeah. So I studied environmental sciences and particularly the subset of environmental health, which is really a, a discovery and a science around understanding how nature and the environment, so the environment is not somewhere out there, it's actually in, on, and around our bodies, so that immediacy of the environment, how that impacts human physiology, both in positive and negative health outcomes. Oftentimes, we take a lot of productive and progressive and purposeful action to uphold and get better and heal. But particularly in this phase of life of new parent, new baby, new home, new life, like that great moment of awakening is equal parts of moments of paralysis because you're trying to discover how do I keep this baby and this small human safe? And parents in particular, mothers go on this incredibly fastidious journey to uh, create a healthy, safe, non-toxic holding environment and particularly in womb and in utero. But often we've been discovering over the last 30, 40 years that there are bad actors. You know, Rachel Carson talked about it in the 60s with DDT, in the 70s and 80s with Alar and and particularly apples and and chemical um, pesticides, 
Roundup and glyphosate is having a moment right now, but there, there are things that are ubiquitous in our environment and in the consumer landscape that are causing harm and are causing harm to babies and children and, as well as people and adults. And there are these are called environmental triggers. And these triggers um, really are the things that create disease and cause disease and inflammatory response and illness. Genetics only is uh, holds about five to seven percent of the strategic reason or rationale of why we get sick. The environment is really the thing, as they say, pulls the trigger. Genetics load the gun, and environment pull the trigger. Terrible analogy, but very dramatic and urgent. And so, in, in my course of study, I oversaw this um, executive as the executive director and CEO of a nonprofit called Healthy Child, Healthy World, in early two thousands, and this is. This is the early stage of the naturals movement. I mean, naturals has been around for a while, but really hitting more of a consumer mandate and the mainstream. So I was creating educational campaigns and big media uh, publications and partnerships with WebMD and 7th Generation and Whole Foods really to bring the science in a much more palatable, easy to digest form to the public. So I wrote this book and um, the, the book was a great lifestyle manual and how to and, you know, take your shoes off and you could reduce 90% of lead dust and pesticides in your home that you're tracking in on the bottom of your shoes. So small steps. We talked about food. We took plastics. We talked about how we really care for our homes and the toxic, really the toxic load that that has. I mean, the sad, the sad and challenging thing that we have is that our environment, particularly, is thing that's, things that we choose. So we, things that we put on our bodies and skin, things that we're bringing to our homes. And the big harsh reality is that children and all of us are have a body burden of toxic chemicals. And particularly children are now born, based on an EWG study in um, 2009, in fact, are now born pre-polluted. So they have synthetic chemical, petroleum-based, man-made chemicals coursing through their veins at the time of birth. And the average child has over 287 of them. So really, really shocking and sad and horrifying. So it is now our responsibility to do something about it. It, You know, these diseases and illnesses are linked to these chemicals, asthma, autism, learning disabilities, childhood cancers, and, and whatnot then we need to do something about it. So I was an education and activist thought leader in the space and really getting the the great science out of medicine and academia. And again, bringing it to the public because just because it happens at a bench top in a white paper doesn't mean it gets to the public in reasonable fashion. And brands weren't taking the action that I thought was necessary or not enough of them. And so I decided to go on this nights and weekends quest. And along the way, I had connected with one Jessica Alba who was pregnant and had a horrible allergic reaction to a laundry detergent. And she came to my book launch party and she asked me and petitioned me the same question that hundreds and hundreds and thousands of moms would ask and parents. She just said, tell me what to buy, you know, help me navigate the marketplace, but just give me one place, one source, one place I can find peace of mind. And that's what over, over the, that time of two and a half plus um, years, we work to build and create and, design, right? Because ultimately human intention is about thoughtful design and and considered design. And so how do we weave moral imperative with the bedrock of science and trust and really find that nexus, that beautiful nexus of innovation in the consumer, consumer product space. And I, I, I was a, a big 
agitator and cast the shadow on many a company during my time at Healthy Child. And I said, God, there, there has to be one trusted place. And so that's what the Honest Company, it was an honest project and turned into the Honest Company. And it was really a trust portfolio. So we launched with 17 products in 2012. And it's been 10 years of a wild ride of really igniting a, a conversation and changing the par- paradigm around non-toxic lifestyle and really putting the burden on companies to step up to the plate to really create more safe non-toxic products. And we always said, this is an impact company. The intention is to cause just enough alarm, but just enough access. And it needs to also provoke and prod and invite the other consumer products companies to the table of consideration around chemical policy. And so it, it was really, it's been, I, you know, I was overseeing day-to-day operations on chief product officer, as well as chief purpose officer for close to eight years. It has been a wild journey. Much of it is talked about in, in, in many public and arena and the company went public in uh, the fall of 2021, excuse me, on the spring of 2021. And it's a company that will is a legacy iconic brand that I'm so proud of and equally parts. Um, so pleased that it existed because I'm, again, data for and I just needed it for myself as well. No, I love that. And I really appreciate, you know, the full story of that. You know, a lot of times consumer brands come out of a founder need. And this is exactly what that was. And it's a true, you know, heart passion of yours. I think what I want to understand is, so so you started The Honest Co. and there's a true mission behind it. And now you're the founder of Prima, which I'd love for you to share what Prima is and what you guys do there and, and what space you found was missing in the market that made you want to start Prima, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I am such a believer in the botanical plant-based wellness categories. I'm, I've been a vegan for, it'll be 27 years on, on April 30th. I have really committed my world to early in when I was studying at in Santa Barbara environmental sciences, one of the professors says, you can't be an environmentalist unless you really are taking, like really using your voice and then also leading by example. And so I feel that everything that I do needs to be embodied in how I live and the lifestyle I choose. So you know, I am, and I'm, people will tell you, I am extremely a control enthusiast. And so I run very hyper attentive and if not borderline OCD, I'm when it comes to really being intentional about creating this lifestyle of, of commitment and consideration. So when I was in a healthy child, I was happened to, uh, very, very happily be welcomed into the board of Mount Sinai where Dr. Phil Landrigan was working. And Dr. Phil Landrigan is truly the godfather of environmental health. And um, so sitting on the board, I heard about these molecules, these plant molecules called cannabinoids. And I was extremely fascinated trying to understand and unpack what they did and what they did in the body. And they were only recently discovered. You know, it was this molecule and these compounds that were discovered much in connection to functional therapeutics and botanicals, but also hemp and cannabis, or or hemp is a derivative of cannabis as is marijuana, but cannabis is the the parent of a flower phenotype. But there are many, many places to get cannabinoids. Actually, mom and adults, all mammals create them in their own bodies, but mom actually passes 
a good amount of them onto her baby through breast milk. And what these compounds do is really modulate stress. And so they really are the science of stress relief in the body. And uh, it was in 2009. It was fascinating. This is prior to the honest company. I was like, wow, like this is tremendous because, you know, I'm an impatient compelled to act human. And here are these molecules that are biased and held in such disregard in the public sphere. And there's so much rhetoric and ideology on what cannabis is and isn't. And I just want to bring some reality and science. I mean, everything that I do has to have a, a deep bedrock into the scientific correlation and causation of human physiology in the planet. And so I was just fascinated. And so what you do understand and learn is that there needed to take some time and, and take some consumer acceptance and understanding, but there was not anyone really doing the work. And so, you know, as I've, I've said, anything is really pseudoscience until we have the reproducible data and vocabulary to understand those precise mechanisms inside the body. And so that's what, what was happening at the benchtop in many places with Dr. Mishulam, particularly in um, Israel. And so these cannabinoids or CBD, as we know them right now in the, in the consumer marketplace, there are 120 of them. One happens to THB, THC that actually engages the CBD, CBD1 and CBD2 receptors inside the body, but everything else is on the wellness side. So they don't get you high. They're actually part of really treating this body system called the endocannabinoid system, again, which we all have. And this system is there to modulate against stress, but bring the body back into homeostasis because when the body's in their fight or flight state, which is the modern world, the modern world is continually put us in, in a place of continually everyday, if not chronic levels of stress, the body is actually shutting down major systems, hormone balance, neurotransmission, digestive health, immune health, that those systems get shut down as to protect the body in an alarmist and alert state. And so this system calms that parasympathetic alarm and brings us, us into a state of balance whereby the body can go back into doing its healing and reparative and restorative functionality. And, and so these molecules are fascinating. And ultimately what I was watching in the early 10s and mid 10s was like, there was no brand. There was one, no, no one was doing a la the master brand concept that I developed at Honest. No one was doing that work to really bringing these into the multiple formats into a very beautiful, accessible, if not aspirational brand. And the people that were entering this space, the, the CBD space, were just charlatans and hooligans and cowboys and like, again, residual from the gray market economy, passive cannabis, but it was just not the level of standard of care and precision and, and really transparency and accountability that I thought was necessary. And so that's when I decided to go off and find a couple other fantastic humans to partner with and create Prima in the summer of 2018. And then we launched with product in the summer of uh, 2019. You are so brilliant. And hearing just hearing you talk really just gets, it's it gets me so excited. So thank you so much. But I want to understand... I think CBD gets such a, I don't know, like right now in the consumer space, I feel like everything has like CBD on it. You know, know. we're seeing drinks, we're seeing non-alc with CBD. We see all sorts of gummies that you can just get at the grocery store. You see food with CBD in it. And people like think that X product that has CBD 
is the same as Y product that has CBD simply because it says CBD on it. Whereas like what you just explained to us and both Daniel and I know this, like CBD is, there's all different kinds. There's different qualities, which affects the efficacy. How as a consumer, do I like shake through the dust and get under the hood and understand like what's good CBD and what's shitty CBD? Oh gosh, this could be a long conversation. I I, I agree with you. And that's why I, I endeavor to try to clean up and launch a commitment because I, th- I really believe these molecules are transformative in, in the consumer marketplace into humanity. And they are not about treating a symptom, but treating this body system that we all have. And how do you do it in a way that is going to be, to your point, efficacious, and but also have a larger commitment around purity because these molecules, just because you have you can sprinkle in CBD into like a macaroon or mustard or Jesus, we've even seen mattresses. It's, it's absurd. It's absurd, by the way. Doesn't mean the, the those molecules are going to get inside the body into their actual physiologic sites that have true grounded impact. So I I, I believe that in a tortoise versus hare approach, that this is going to take a lot of time that we are in very nascent marketplace right now. You saw first wave of green rushes and, you know, touting this as the next kale. But, um, but I, I do believe that though, and we are watching a massive extinction event happen in the space. Many brands are leaving and departing and, and brand founders are exiting the space. You have large scale CPG as well as pharma doing well, pharma has done active work on this category for 20 plus years. The FDA is doing work against it now, albeit very slow, sadly, because of COVID. So there's going to be some changing regulatory landscape. But what we are watching is we, we see consumers having a vocal outcry as citizen doctors, because they're the ones that are saying, no, I'm going to take care of my health. I have a massive distrust in institutions. I have a massive distrust in, um, in medicine and government. I'm going to do the work. And sadly, the do, to do the work is to understand who the brand is. And the brand, you know, the first thing that I do, because women um, are particularly you know, in, in a world where consumers are in the, in the health space is really dominated by women and they're the chief medical officer of their home and, and life. I would recommend that you go right to the about us page. Who are they? Who are these founders? Who, what gives you the right? What gives them the right to be there and to be truly rooted in edu- education and science, really truly understanding the, the operational and institutional sophistication on batching and sourcing and the transparency of parts per billion, right? Like these, all things are, are so critically important. And so I, I'm, how do I guide people to this space? I would say first, just understand who the brand is and is it a winning uh, capable team? And then understanding how are they bringing these molecules to you? Because they're, CBD is one molecule. There are 120 other cannabinoids. CBD is one of them. And so these cannabinoids are, are very rich in their spectrum. We decide to use broad spectrum. So we really minimize the heat and the exposure of, of, of and lengthen the time. So these molecules in their fullness, right? We still are in very early days of understanding the, the actual 
physiologic mechanisms, but we do know how they have such impact on memory and cognition and coordination and mood and appetite. I mean, massive, massive impact of this body system. It's the largest receptor system in the entire body. That's wild. It's wild. And 95% plus doctors, they just started teaching it last year in medical school. They've never taught it before last year. So it's it's a massive, massive system that's involved in brain and organ and connective tissue and glands and immune function and cells. So it's very complex. And so there's a lot of mystery and magic. And so our job as great brand founders is to be very precise with dosing and potency and purity, which I can go on and on about because that's what I've really built my career around because that's the baseline of any great product right now. And there, it's it, it, any it's now clean is the, it should be a standard, but the levels of clean we can talk about. But you really need to understand the cap- capability of the brand founders. How are they upholding the true, again, purity and potency conversation? Are they having full transparency on all of their incidentals as well as their ingredients? Are they showing you their C of A's and test results? Are they talking about sourcing? Are they really committed to certifications, third-party certifications, and really being the, the champions of the science and purity side? How are they talking about sustainability? And, you know, I, I, there's so much that goes into it, Rachel. And I think that there is a very, sadly... Uh, again, br- consumers are outsourcing their trust to the brand, but in this category, it is sadly a buyer beware category and how the buyer really needs to navigate. And that's why you know we really decided that it was in- imperative that we move into the marketplace because these are therapeutic uh, molecules and they are incredibly restorative and um, healing, but they need to be um, delivered in the right function and format. Yeah, it's such a loaded, I know it's such a loaded question and topic. So for our listeners that haven't tried Prima, they're obviously missing out, but, and because Prima is such a special product in its format and function and how the potency, as you mentioned, what is someone going to feel if they were to use the product or like, I know skincare, like I know there's so many, but it, it like, what am I going to feel different about a Prima product on my body? Let's say if I'm using the Beyond Body Oil versus mm-hmm. if I use, you know, regular body oil from the drugstore. Yeah. So the, the brand is a completely vegan brand. So you don't have to worry about any petroleum incidentals. And the feeling is, is what you what is most exciting about this category because these molecules are incredibly anti-inflammatory. And so when you bring the body out of state of out of a state of response, stress response, that anti-inflammatory calming and reduction allows for these other hero botanicals to come in and actually be incredibly efficacious as well. And so if beyond body oil, what I love about that product in particular as an example is it's got a high dose of um, 600 milligrams of cannabinoids, which is, is potent. But what it does, it also has helichrysum and magnesium and, and transdermal magnesium is really great, great as you think about transcending the seven layers of the dermis. If you can get below that and really hit the fascia and hit the, the surface layer of the musculature as a, a really calming and anti, anti-stress impact on those muscles and on that, that micro fascia. And so really, really 
soft and calming of a body oil, but what it also is great is that it's incredibly high in omega threes and fatty acids. It's a dry touch oil. And so no one wants to put a body oil on their skin and get really, really oily and greasy and slick. And so it really absorbs into the skin very quickly. And what also is really great about that is that helichrysum has been the incredible properties of helichrysum are so many, but it's an antioxidant. So we bought, we all know the strong, powerful, potent realities around vitamin C for the skin, but helichrysum is about tenfold the amount of antioxidant properties than a, tr- a classic vitamin C. And so it's great for brightening, great for, um, again, any tone, texture, and redness refinement into the skin. And we often think this is the only place that we need to take care of. But the body is the uh, again your largest organ, and so it, it's a very powerful way to manage just aging and, and skin health as, as well. But we, you know, what we've done with these molecules is we've been incredibly focused on pairing them with other functional therapeutics. As I said, so so we've got the skincare lineup, which is for facial skincare. We've got the body care lineup. And then we've the supplements and the ingestibles. One would imagine that you get a really big impact on the ingestibles. And so that's how we really formulated them. So for our, for instance, our new chill out chew, which is the anti-gummy, I'm such a, a, a disbeliever in the gummy because it's essentially, you know, known carcinogenic, dye-filled, sugar-laden, gelatin-rich animal byproduct format. And so I don't understand it. I don't understand why people think that eating candy is a healthy way to get a, as a delivery vice, getting some molecules. So what we've done is we have this patent um, pending delivery system that is packed with Magnesium, again, here's one of the great things about magnesium, but all these other neurosupportive nutrients that really what it does is that it's combining your GI tract and oral absorption uptake into the bloodstream, and it reduces gastric degradation within the first pass. And so you're actually really feeling it within five to 10 minutes. So even if just looking at, you see gummy, tons of gummies in this category, and then you see a ton of tinctures in the category. Tinctures are old science. To believe that you could put an oil product, or excuse me, an oil-based extract into another oil, MCT, hemp seed oil, you, know, you name it, olive oil, and then try to get that into the body. The body is water. It doesn't absorb oil very well. Oil and water do not mix. And so to put it actually in your mouth and swish it around, terrible consumer experience, number one, but it's 1600 science. It's so old and, and archaic. And so, you know, these chews, these chill out chews, as we call them, are really, really, they, they, yes, you have the, the very rich available cannabinoid extract in there, but then you have the magnesium, the B complex, the vitamin Cs, the vitamin D deficiencies, and those are all common deficiencies with stress and stress resilience. And so we've blended those with chromium and iron and selenium and zinc and um, copper, also known to help balance the nervous system, play a really crucial role in, in calming and homeostasis of the body. We're trying to just be taking a much more elevated, this is the second inning guys, like we're here as the people that are going to bring product that are actually working for your body and not having like expensive, you know, urine. It is time that people step back and understand that these molecules matter. They're incredibly potent, that CBD is not a category. It's a hero ingredient, 
But when you're thinking about a hero ingredient, you need to have it really partnered with other efficacious ingredients in order to do the, the fullness of that, the impact on the body. Yeah, I think that's an incredible answer. And I appreciate you taking us through that. I think one thing that is kind of random that I've loved about the product is that cooling sensation of the body cream that you feel right when you put it on. What is driving that? Because I, I over time feel like the sensation of the CBD, I put it on kind of before I go to bed. But what is that initial cooling sensation that you're giving consumers? Yeah, so a menthol and camphor are analgesics. And so what that does is that gives you that cooling, tingling sensorial experience. And so what that often does is it's acting as a almost a, a trickery device in the brain. So you're actually thinking about the surface layer of the skin as opposed to the, the excitement of the nerve tissues underneath the skin. And so that camphor and that, that menthol cooling, it's again, tingling, but then you're putting a, a heavy dose of um, the cannabinoids in there and that's penetrating the skin and hitting again, that muscular and fascia and bringing the anti-inflammatory response. Mount. Anything on when the muscles are excited and alarmed, they contract. And so what you're asking them to do and what cannabinoids do, and again, their main function is to bring things out of a state of stress and alarm. And so when they are actively engaged, they will calm and and, and neutralize, which is exactly what you want. So R&R is extremely powerful. It's probably our third most popular product besides the body oil, the daily and the bath gem. And, and the bath gem is essentially a bath bomb, but no one needs more bombs in the world. So we call it a gem and it's a, it's a really beautiful bath experience. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's the little engine that could for the brand because it's as Cindy from Sephora VP that's been there for decades said, it's like going to the spa for $16. It's a really, it's a, one of those special products that is a, is a hit that you, the sneaker hit that no one expected. I agree. It's the best. And I think your point, your last point there, just to be really simple is key, like the activation of CBD is so much more powerful when you've added those other compounds that really enable it to penetrate into the body versus just being a pure kind of CBD plant. I think to Rachel's point earlier, there's tons of brands that are simply just trying to do CBD alone. And then in terms of efficacy, they're just inferior. So yeah. Yeah, it's so true. I want to transition to our favorite part of the podcast, which is our rapid fire. So LA or New York, I know you guys were in LA for a while and now you're in the countryside of New York. I'm, well, this is an easy one for me. I'm going to say New York right now. I grew up out on the East Coast, loved California, a big believer in its very progressive leaning tendencies in order to drive marketplace change, especially because it's such a big state. And when you get changes, for instance, when we changed the law around transparency on cleaning chemicals for everyday cleaning products, needing to demonstrate and show ingredients on the label, that wave hits every other state. So I love California for many, many reasons. LA, I can appreciate the coastal side of it all, but I am a big believer in New York right now. Fair enough. You mentioned you're a vegan favorite meal or food. I'm a lentil stew fanatic. I think I have it at least two times a week. I love hummus. I create these things also called CTG date bites, which is essentially open up a, a room temperature date, which is very important. 
and take the pit out, load it with peanut butter, put a nice square of dark chocolate in there, and then coat it with mold and sea salt. And it's 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 my dessert every single night almost. Wow, that sounds amazing. Favorite Prima product? Ah, that's like choosing my favorite child. I'm gonna say right now that chill out chews. Or I mean, I'm just so proud of the team and the time that it took to create something that is hopefully going to shift the paradigms and conversations around gummies in particular and tinctures. And you could take them anytime. Like, again, I'm, I don't drink alcohol now either. The day I raised the money for Prima was the day I stopped drinking because I really wanted to put my time and intention and reverence into the plant. And uh, I think that has been a transformative experience for me. And I, I look at people's everyday habits around pouring the glass of wine and just mine, mine, that, that's mindless, but it's not considered. And I would just have people consider another alternative. And I think this is what I love about this is that you have a different option to decompress and quiet the chaos and, and really, you know, go into that state of feeling like a weighted blanket is on you where you've just calm and easy and soothed, but still alert and, and available. I mean, I see people, some of our teammates during the course of development will take them in front of a stressful um, meeting at work or, you know, going into their in-laws or, you know, just reading a book at night. It's, it's so, it's such a great portable. Each one of them is individually wrapped. And so it's really like always available and always um, convenient. So it's just a great format that I'm really excited about, but I, I love, the, I love the body oil. I love the daily. I'm particularly fond of the bath gems too with my kids. So it's, and so it's hard. It's, it's a hard question. Yeah. Next, I was going to ask you your favorite kid, but you know, we're not going yeah, to, yeah. we like to ask all of our guests how they subscribe to wellness. And I think you're going to have a great answer for this. So what are some things that you do on a daily basis, weekly basis to be the best version of yourself, best husband, best father, be able to show up for Prima and and all things in your life? It's a great question. I prioritize my time to get into my body. I find that mood follows action. And when I get into the physical connection and connectivity, and when I concentrate on being physical, so running, yoga, my meditation and stretching practice in the morning, uh, hydration. I'm, I drink a gallon of water a day. I'm really focused on my, my, my own personal supplementation regime. When I prioritize my sleep, which is probably one of the hardest things I do since I've, I have a fuller plate, you know, not to ascribing to the cult of busy, but it's, I just have a lot going on. So I just have to really be hyper attentive to that try to get at least seven, eight hours of sleep a night. I, when I care for my body, my mindset and my, my best self shows up for those relationships and for those tasks. And, and I think that people need to get like, get selfish. You get, you get one shot, right? I, I, you got your one body, you've got, you, you've got this one opportunity and you've got a, you've got Things that are, we know so much about what we can do. And it's not like the, oh my God, biohacking nonsense. It's just being considered with some of the simplest things. Like for instance, like I I knew I, I dropped my kids off to school today and I had this hour of time. What am I going to do? I'm going to get outside. Yes, it's Earth Day. I'm going to definitely be intentional about that. But 
get in the sun and get my face in, 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 in my body into a place where I'm moving in nature and moving um, in a, in a high fashion. And there's, I mean, we can have a whole other podcast on the longevity revolution that's unfolding in front of us right now and what that means and how long we're going to live and the ethics of that. But I think, and you should have doc, you should have Dr. David Sinclair on this podcast, but really the discovery of, of, of the science and technology of longevity is here. And then I think we all can live these simple things and, and more, again, it's not what we are putting in and on our bodies. It's, it's just practices. And I think those practices can really lead to just better health and better wellness. Yeah, it's so true. It's just a little bit more like intentionality almost, you know, like being a little, just a little bit, like every day, be a little more intentional about the steps we take, whether that be what we put in or on our body or the people that we surround ourselves with. I think, you know, everything we put, we subscribe so much to like, oh my God, I have to eat this and I have to put this on my face. But really like, there's a lot more that's involved in being the best version of ourselves. Like you said, like, who are we surrounding ourselves with? What are we doing on a daily basis that I, makes yes. us like show up? So true. I mean, and, and, and you're right because well-being is really that collision of the physical, the mental, and then the social. Right? Social relationships matter, and we're wired for social connection. And unless we have good, positive humans around us, then you know that's that's going to be a that's that can wreak havoc on psyche and mindset. So I'm a big believer in that. And also just how are you managing stress? Like every doctor should be telling you before they're saying, Oh my God, I'm anxious, high stress. I mean, they should be asking you what your physical routine is like and what are you doing to manage stress? Because a lot of stress is just rooted in lack of, of true hormone balance and true. Now we know cannabinoid balance and also, and just not doing um, the things on a day-to-day basis that gets us, our bodies moving and getting our, 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 these other systems activated in order to manage stress and stress modulating factors. So I'm just a, just a believer in like, again, mood follows action. If you want to do it, if you want to change your mood, move your body. Love it. On that note, where can our listeners learn more about Prima? They can always email me, Christopher at Prima.co. I'm always available and so excited to take emails and outreach. They can all always check out Prima.co as our website. They can find us in Amazon and Sephora and Nordstrom and Thrive Market and Detox and other spas and boutiques around the country. But it's been a, such a delight to create a brand that, especially on today, where we just launched a, a very big recycling for real campaign and doing a lot of work around single-use plastics and the impact of brands on society and the globe and the planet. I think that you know now more than ever, the brands that you choose need to stand up because brands are the regulators of today and the brands a brand action is truly a signifier on, on talking about intentionality and what they believe in and what their values and principles and standards are. So especially now more than ever, you know, reach out and support brands that you truly believe in and, and, and you want to survive and thrive because everyone believes they can create a brand. 
the, I mean, as you see, there's so many new brands popping up, but what's the long-term legacy uh, and values uh, of those brands and what are they espoused to believe in, and change? And I think that will tell you a lot if you can ask those questions because great products are, you know, come and go, but great brands are, you know, are really multi-generational plays. Well said, well said, Christopher. Thank you so much. Conversation was amazing as always. And we'll have to have a part two on this one. Have a great day. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank thank you, Daniel. Rachel, it's always great seeing you. Bye. All right, take care. Thanks everyone for listening to today's episode. Feel free to rate, review, and share the podcast. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to Wellness. If you'd like to sponsor us, please see the supporter link in our podcast bio. We hope everyone has a great rest of week filled with wellness and we'll see you next time.